Blog Talk Radio. This week's Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash Dungeon Crawlers Radio to start your free trial membership. It's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Better than ever, it takes one to know one. I stand on my own, nobody, no one. Competition is none. Fight the mini bar. Fight the mini bar. Up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA. Cannot be command codes for contraband replay. We are not authorized to access this area. Hello! You know, you think with it using the Contra code, you would be able to access all areas. I thought that was the point of the Contra code. Uh, yeah. Okay. One would think so, but Jarvis doesn't always agree with us. Well, who cares about what Jarvis says? He's just there to be British and doubting. Yes, very much so. Welcome, Internet, to your Tension Crawlers Radio mini-boss. Yes! The one of a couple this month. Yeah, so, we've got a busy month for you today. Um, yeah. For those of you that do not know the realm of the universe and everything, uh, we have an extremely busy month uh, for July, uh, which is really, I, I guess it's kind of that point of the year where we we kind of dip down and then we ramp back up and then we just steamroll for the rest of the year. So well, uh, it, it is. It's because we do a lot of authors, and you know, authors do a lot during do do, do most of their writing possibly during the winter, just because it's so cold and you know, excluded. Uh, then then the summer they they release it out, or they like you know the the publishers just kind of shoo them out of their their little coveys and go, no, you got to actually go talk to society, and uh, yeah, they they'll do it during the summer months. Yeah. Uh, who knows. So, or I'm just making stuff up, thinking that it's funny. We could no, be, which I know I'm wrong. It's, it's not funny. I'm never funny. We could totally could be doing so. Okay. So, uh, what's happening tonight is we are talking to Larry Niven, which we've had on the show previously, and Matthew Harrington, and they've written uh, the book The Goliath Stone, which uh, very interesting tale. Uh, it's set. What 2052? Uh, and uh, of course, there's miracle of nanotechnology. Awesome. Nanites. Um, and so they're kind of a new form of life. So we'll have to talk to them more about that. And then uh, things happen, and then a gigantic asteroid is found on a collision course with Earth. So um, yeah. We'll get to talk to them about the book and uh, see what other fun and amazing things we can figure out from them. So yes, they will so. be calling in here soon. And then, you know, not only that, Monday we'll have Mike Underwood coming in talking. Oh, about I'm so excited! Fancy. And then the following Thursday, yet again, we have another mini boss with Ken Scholes, which he unfortunately he was in town and we missed him. But he'll be talking about his new uh, book, Requiem. Uh, and then the Monday after that, we'll have a double show. Uh, we have, let's see, we have Margaret Wise Productions coming in to talk about their new book, or not their new book, their new game system for the Firefly yeah. TV series. And Firefly role-playing game, I call being Jane. And the best part about this is they're going to tell you about how to get a Gen Con exclusive book. Wow. Releasing just for Gen Con, um, so oh, pretty. For those of you who are going to Gen Con and want to get a free thing, be sure to uh, give us a listen to on was that the twenty ninth, twenty second, twenty second. So um, with that said, uh, after that interview, we'll have author DB Jackson talking about his new book Thieves Quarry, which uh, is the sequel. Or a continuation of the story from uh, uh, Thief Taker, which is an awesome book. Yeah, we, we've awesome. had him on before for for uh, Thief Taker, and yes, 
you know, very interesting concept. I love the uh, the magic incorporated with alternate history. Yes. So oh. that, uh, and then of course the following week, the 29th, R.A. Salvatore's returning uh, because he loves us, and why not? And we love him. Yes, very much so. Uh, and after that, we'll actually have an in-person interview with uh, Terry Herman uh, talking about her new book, Blood Moon. So uh, we are busy. We are busy and shaking all for you, Internet. Yes. Very, very, very much so. So, uh, wow. Where to, where to begin? I know. There's just so much going on. So so many things. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, Gen Con. Just a month away. Uh, just 33 scant days. Yes. Uh, we will be there, and uh, thanks to some great friends of ours, uh, we may have some really amazing video to be able to uh, bring to you guys, um, which is just going to be awesome. So be sure to check that out, Internet. You'll see uh, Flagoon's smiling mug at you in high definition. Yes. Yes, you are welcome. We bring that to you for your enjoyment. So, if you have any, like, dares or, you know, comments for us to do during Gen Con, Bill, feel free to let us know at info.dungeoncrawlersradio.com. Yes, send it to us in advance. Yeah. Uh, or, if you're going to be at Gen Con and you're a vendor or something like that, let us know. Do you want us to stop by? We'd be more than happy to, to come by and, uh, let you know, talk with you. Uh, I know last year there was tons of things we missed. Oh, yeah. Um, but I do know we will be stopping with Rather Dashing Games. We'll be uh, interviewing uh, Mike and Grant once again uh, just and get some video of Dwarven Miner. Ooh, maybe we'll uh, get a little hands-on video of Dwarven Miner. Yeah. Uh, I know we'll definitely be getting some vi- uh, some video with Bob Salvatore. Not, uh, that was going to be great uh, with that. Um, there's just so much. I mean, Will Wheaton's going to be there. Uh the guy that originally played Chekhov in the Star Trek series is going to be there. Uh, yeah, there's just so much. So. Wow. So yeah. we are, yeah. It, it's busy. It is. It is very busy. So with Well, that, should we do a, little, uh, do a little geek news, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, the only real geek news I have right now is, of course... You know, George Lucas was given an, a, a gold medal by the president. Um, oh, he got a shiny medal from the president. Yeah. But, you know, really that's not super duper exciting either. But Well, I got a little got? something. Uh, I think it's Red 5 Studios, who have been creating a little uh, MMO first-person shooter called... Oh, I just completely forgot what it was called. I even signed up for it. Uh, called uh, Firefall have uh, finally released their open beta. I guess they're trying to test their uh, servers to see how it handles uh, high occupancy. So if you want to play yourself some good first-person uh, multiplayer action goodness, give this, give this game a shot. I'm uh, playing it myself, and it's a little fun. It's pretty fun. Nice. Very entertaining. And it's also a free-to-play game. So, you know, what are you going to lose except for nothing? Nice. And who doesn't love free? Yeah, who doesn't love free? So, all, all, speaking of free, uh, while we're talking about it, uh, keep tuning into the show, Mini Bosses and Normal Shows, because we will be giving away mm-hmm. copies of books so uh, throughout the month of July. So you will have to tune tune in to the live show uh, to uh, find out when we are giving those away and uh, what you have to do. So looks like uh, we're getting our first call. All right. So I'm assuming this is one of the two. So this is one. Or maybe both of them are at the same time. Who knows? Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Thanks for calling Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Who is this? This is Matthew Joseph Harrington. I believe you wanted me to call. Matthew, thanks for Matthew, coming on welcome. the show. Yes, hello. Do we know if Larry will be joining you, or is it just going to be you tonight? I believe Larry's going to be calling. Okay, great. <laughs> he lives about as far from me as you do. <laughs> oh, okay. Where where are you located? San Jose. San Jose? Okay, nice. 
the land of the sharks. I lived not oh, too yeah. far away from there for a short little while. Yeah. Oh yeah, the uh the as a matter of fact the stadium is within mortar range. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Well um So far they don't have any fortunately. Yeah. They get excitable during games. Yeah, I'm sure they do. So, um well hopefully Larry calls here in the next moment or two. But uh now, this isn't your first book. You've written a series of books previous to this, correct? I've written short stories for the Manx and Wars series. This okay. is my first novel. Oh, and nice. And I've tried to convey to Larry what it's, how surreal it is to be writing a novel with Larry Niven. I said, what if you had written Ringworld with Robert Heinlein? And he finally <laughs> kind of got it. Up till then, he's just, oh, I'm just Larry Niven. He said, yeah, you're Larry Niven. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's always just been him, and to him, it's perfectly ordinary. You know, yeah. Just, um, I, I've never seen him take off his glasses and step into a phone booth, but uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Do you hear to hear, internet? Larry Niven is is not confirmed, but not denying Superman. <laughs> <laughs> So, you sound a little tired. Are you okay? I got fibromyalgia. I always sound tired. Unless I'm to convince them, then I get kind of wired up. Nice. Yeah, they they kind of do that to me too. So, before, while we're waiting for Larry, let's let's get get a little bit into the into the book. What uh, you know? What, what what sort of role did you take uh, take in part of uh, playing the or writing this? Well, Larry has said that a collaborator writes, when you collaborate on a book, each of you writes 80%. Each of you does 80% of the work of writing a whole book. The thing is, it gives the book a luster it would not otherwise have had. Now, Larry had a story about Nanotech going to, well, actually, Larry had half a story about Nanotech going to recover an asteroid. I had half a Nanotech story. I didn't know about his. He'd had it sitting on the stove for, oh, Ten years, and um, even Stephen Barnes got stuck on it. And Stephen Barnes is the go-to guy. But I was—I had hit a dry spell just a couple of years ago, and I just had no idea what in the world to write about. I had been unable to write anything fresh for two months, and the only metaphor I can think of for that is one I probably shouldn't say on the radio. But uh, the I emailed Larry and I said, I am just bone dry here. What can you, you have any ideas at all about stories? And Larry said, well, I got this one thing. So he had half a Nanotech story. I had half a Nanotech story. And between us, we blazed it out about four months, which is really fast for a novel. I'm not sure Isaac Asimov, he used to do one a month or something. Um, but, of course, he, you know, there was that whole... Um, experimentation and um, the super soldier serum and all that. But anyway, it worked out and um, it was immediately snatched up by Tor as soon as they saw it. And um, I am still getting skin rushes from that. Uh, Take no notice if I begin to levitate. I'll just be showing off. (laughs) Well... That's pretty so much what it. is it that? So what is it about the nanotech stories that uh, you think kind of makes it so much more difficult to uh, to keep to keep going without any sort of collaboration or uh, or was it just a, a hurdle you were taking? What was uh, causing your problems? Well, honestly, I don't know exactly. We didn't have a, if you don't have a whole story, you don't have a story at all. And I had an idea, and he had an idea, and we had both done work on our stuff, and kind of went, eh, and we had not told each other about this until that situation came up. And it turned out to be just the perfect blend. The problem with Nanotech stories in particular is that everybody does stories about Nanotech going wrong. And those are easy. Those are really easy. Those are gray goo stories. Yeah, Earth ends up being completely ruined or devoured or something. 
A story about the Nanotech going right that still has a plot to it is really tough. And neither of us was getting anywhere. And it just worked when we worked together. Uh, as to what makes it work, if I knew what made it work, I could make more money teaching people to write than I make writing, I assure you. <laughs> well, all right. So it's just you're you're trying to do nanotech gone right? Yeah. Excuse me. So just, is that uh, what we're going to kind of get with the, with the Goliath Stone? I'm sorry, repeat? Is that what we're going to kind of see with the Goliath Stone? Oh, yes. Very much so. So... so the nanotech will come and save the will save us all. The nanotech comes and disturbs almost everybody. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, it works right. It works right. It screws up governments. It screws up people who are complete and utter bastards. But people who are not trying to throw their weight around are basically unaffected aside from the fact that they are extraordinarily healthy. Oh, dang that healthy and not having to deal with people being bastards. That's just I can see I can see where you can kind of have a hard time because you know as soon as the bad guy decides, "Hey, I'm going to do something," the nanobots just no you're not. Here's a heart attack. Um no, actually it just increases the uh, amount of norepinephrine in the system that's responsible for um filtering out random signals. They feel pain. It gets worse as they continue. And if it gets really bad, they end up going into convulsions like you have with strychnine or tetanus. Okay. Uh, and I mean lethal convulsions like strychnine or tetanus. The compound fractures the whole bit. Hmm. And as a matter of fact, people have complained about this. Um, I've seen a couple of reviews, people complaining, oh, well, you know, they just make everything swell. Oh, gee, I'm sorry to give you a happy ending, dude. <laughs> oh, 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 Maybe I'm not who you're looking for here. <laughs> uh, you know, happy endings these days are just so hard to come by. There. So what is the book about? You know, Larry hasn't called in yet, but what is... Yeah, what's the story really about? I mean, I've kind of read a little bit, but it doesn't. It just kind of hints at things as far as anything that's out there, like Amazon or anything, when it refers to the book. Oh gosh, that's tough. You see, I'm not real good at condensing. Generally, the shortest I can state a story is however I write it down. Um, As a matter of fact, the only time I ever managed to condense a story's plot perfectly, Larry. It was in a one of the Manxin War stories, and I mentioned um, the hip backstory of another char- of a character in the story, and Larry said, um, "You can't put that in. It's the entire plot of my story <laughs> earlier in known space." And I said, "Oh, crap!" Um, the only time I ever succeeded in condensing a story down to uh, just a couple of paragraphs, and I had to take it out. Oh, <laughs> So we've got Toby Glyer, who is somebody who has been terrified since he was a little kid of asteroid strikes. And he does something about it. He does something in a way that other people hadn't thought of. He comes up with uh, nanotech that will go out to the asteroid and move the asteroid aside without any further intervention, which cuts the costs no end. And he ends up scaring enough people very badly that he drops out of sight. And the one of the things that scares people so badly is that the nanotech has dropped out of contact almost as soon as it hit the asteroid. Hmm. Yeah, and Toby Glyer decides, um, time to go. And people start hunting him and saying, what's going on here? So he has dropped out of sight. William Connors, a guy who worked with him, um, is one of the other people involved in the whole project, and he drops out of sight, too, for a different reason. What he has been doing is taking some of the nanotech home with him and fooling with it. 
he ends up putting it inside himself. And he ends up getting himself sentenced to life in prison so he can work for, oh, 25 years or so undisturbed with the nanotech huh. under his control inside his body. And mm. he has been manipulating things. Oh, I don't want to throw in any spoilers. He has been manipulating the situation. He gets himself pardoned after he's been in for 25 years, and he comes out and starts remaking the world with a name attack that he has pretty much perfected from working on it for 25 years undisturbed. Oh. Interesting. That That's kind of an ingenious and, point, though, getting yourself thrown into prison so that you... You're not disturbed by any outside force. It, it kind of has a little bit of like a Count of Monte Cristo's feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is, I was binging on reading Donald Westlake novels at the time, and there's this one character who ends up being released because it's um, he's just been in for so long, and the, everybody says, oh, well, he's so old, and he's, he's bound to be harmless. They're mistaken. Uh, and he points out that long, long-term convicts are the healthiest people in the country. They're, they live in a, an environment with no changes, very steady, constant diet, constant environment, um, very low stress aside from the other convicts, and this guy is scary enough that he doesn't get disturbed by the other convicts at all. So he, um, that is part of what gave me the idea for going ahead and having this guy spend a quarter of a century in prison. Basically, he wasn't disturbed. Also, he okay. had been pretty well crippled before he got the nanotech into him, so he knew workarounds for just about any situation you care for, and he became the go-to guy. Anybody had, needed, had a problem needed solving, they came to him. So he came, became quite popular in prison. Hmm. Let me say, uh, uh, according to Leah Withers, who uh, set up the whole interview thing, uh, mm-hmm. the hosts of this show are Reven, Joe, Flagoon, and Firebird. Yeah, well, there's just Flagoon and I. Uh, this is Reven uh, on the show. Joe uh, and uh, Firebird are not with us this evening, so. Well, uh, that's kind of, that's a little bit disappointing. Two things I wanted to point out is um, there is, an orbiter called the Firebird in the uh, book. Oh, nice. And I wanted to ask, you know, Reven, Flagoon, and Firebird, I can see these as being individualistic names. Joe yeah. Baffelspin. Yeah. Well, he, he he's our, our a guy named Joe, so that's why it's just Joe. Because uh, the rest of us have unique names, and so he's just our normal guy. Oh, okay. He's the, yeah. um, he's kind of your, uh, Levitation anchor. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he's our he's our everyday guy. Yep. Unfortunately, I... he, he he's preparing for his wedding nuptials that are a month away, so he's a little busy at the moment. Okay, that doesn't sound too unfortunate, really. Well, no, not one side. Unfortunate. It, it's really job. great for him, but it's unfortunate that he's not here. Yes. Ah. So. Well, um, you know, I don't have this a date. When is this... What was that? This stuff will rebuild people. Yeah. If it's activated to the uh, the upgrade, the second stage, and there is a nation of people, about a third, uh, uh, the Joint Negotiating Alliance of Indian Tribes, JNATE that about a third of their immigrants, after they've established themselves as a nation, are people who were former cripples and who were kind of sounded out on their character and invited in, and they are no longer cripples. They, um, William Connors, at the time of the book, is 92 years old, wow. and he ends up winning the marathon at the Olympics. So, okay. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, that does kind of put uh, some things into perspective there. <laughs> yeah. 
it, it's going to really make the Olympics much more lively in the future once everybody's um, brought up to speed. Yeah. Well, and, me, and I it have also a adoring cat here is absolutely crazy about me and demanding attention. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Well, it, not only that, it's also going to put you know, it puts a little bit different perspective because you know a lot of these athletes they train so intensely so they can get in because they have a small window of time. This kind of extends that window of time, and so they don't have to be so crazy to just beat themselves up. It sounds like so. Definitely changes. Well, they, do have to, they do still have to do all the training. It's yeah. just that um, you know, they're going to be able to keep on doing it as people uh, are able to train themselves better. Uh, there are going to be people who train themselves as much as we're accustomed to, and they're going to end up in even better shape than the ones who don't. Mm. It's just that they're, if they break a bone, it's going to be fixed in a day or so. Or something. Yeah. Uh, break a bone or something. Uh, it's going to be fixed in a day or so. Um, there's a scene where a power lifter hoists um, half a ton. And two people look at each other and say, oh, well, that's torn. That's, gonna, that's giving the show away. Well, no, as a matter of fact, it doesn't give the show away because everybody on Earth has the main attack in them uh, by this point. And so it's not going to disqualify anybody. This guy just knows how to use his. Hmm. Wow. I mean, that does kind of changes things. You, if yeah. you, know, he's, you get he's, broken the, bone the or injury. Lifter, yeah. The power lifter is a guy named Clarence Feet. That's an inside joke, by the way. Hmm. Uh, are you familiar with R.A. Lafferty's stories? Um, yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is, there was this one called Narrow Valley where Clarence Big Saddle ends up uh, casting a spell on his land so he doesn't have, ends up having to pay taxes on it. And his son Clarence Little Saddle ends up having to recast the spell at the end of the story because it's wearing off. And he, is, he makes a reference in his story to his son Clarence Bareback. I figured the next generation has got to be Clarence Feet. So that's the name of the power lifter in um, the Goliath Stone, Clarence Feet. Nice. I, I have a vice for including strange little Finnish references in my work. Most of the time it's not obtrusive, but uh, it might be a bit in this. It. I just got into a state where I was just firing the words down my hands. I normally do not write real fast. I'm good for maybe 300 words a day normally. We ended up tearing this thing out in four months. So that wasn't too bad. Yeah, no, it wasn't at all. So, oh, looks like we got another call. Let me grab this real quickly. Thank you for calling Denver Hello. Calling Radio. Hello, it's Larry Niven. Hey, Larry. Thanks uh, for joining us. Welcome back. I'm terribly sorry. I, uh, when Leo Withers suggested that, that, that I change from 5 o'clock to 5.10, I read that as 5.30. Oh, you're fine. Okay. We've been we've been talking with Matthew here for a little bit, so, uh, you know, welcome. Uh, thank oh, you. Oh, I wanted to... Can Larry hear me? Larry, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, I can hear you, yes. Is that okay. Matthew? Okay. Uh, there's something... Yes, it's Matthew. Hi. There's something uh, it's, it's been bothering me, and I wanted to ask you, and I, we never did get it settled. Which one of us is supposed to be Sancho? Which of us is supposed <laughs> to be what? Sancho. Sancho. Oh, uh, I think I'm always Don Quixote uh, in most cases, except truly, Matthew, I think you're crazier than I am. I'm it's usually the crazy one. I don't. I don't know to to cut in on this. It takes a pretty uh, twisted mind to just go out with a guy you know is crazy just for the laughs. Uh, that's me. I've certainly got that twisted mind. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see. Do I, I can do that. Yeah. That's probably why we get along. Uh. 
I knew Matthew was a little twisted because he'd written some short stories for him, for me for the uh, Manx in War series, Sci- science fiction with a with a with a character who is way brilliant and somewhat crazy. Hmm. Wow. So, where is there going to be a continuation of the story, maybe in the future, uh, with Goliath Stone, or is this going to be kind of a, its own standalone story? What are your guys' plans? I, plan? yeah. I, I had thought of it as standalone. Yeah, I, I, uh, I honestly, they're still going to have problems in that world. It's just uh, I'm not equipped to figure out what they are. Okay. After all, Matthew, you wrote the ending. You tell me whether you thought it would continue. <laughs> uh, I had no plans in, in that direction. Okay, I did not either. I think the story can stand by itself. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's changed. The, the, the problem with this story and with a lot of others I've written is that, uh, is that you've, we've changed the future so much that uh, writing a sequel would requ- would require a lot of backup, a lot of backstory. Mm-hmm. Okay. And forcing that in is something I'm pretty good at, but I don't I I don't do it if I don't have to. Okay. Huh. I hear you. There there's something that always bothers me in a story that changes the world and as, as extremely as this, and I've seen a few, and that is what do science fiction writers write about now? I mean, now uh-huh. that the world is like this, what in the world? I mean, I don't want to put I don't want to put my people out of work. You know, uh-huh. that, that's why sometimes Jerry Purnell and I consider writing a sequel to Footfall. The science fiction writers are already in place. We've oh, got the yeah. Mr. Threat team advising the President of the United States. Oh my yes. Oh, right? that'd be a tough one. That'd be tough. Yeah, but getting the backstory in would be uh, very easy. Oh yeah. That does kind of uh, present an interesting, uh, an, an interesting, uh, I would say, dilemma, but a, a topic. You know, most technologies that we have today were, you know, brought to us by people reading fantasy uh, science fiction, you know, thirty years ago. So what? Uh, what what sort of technology would you like to see that's being written in modern day sci-fi thirty years from now to be actual reality? I'd love to see uh, I'd love to see and play with a uh, a real honest to god room temperature superconductor. Oh yeah, I'd, oh, I'd just daydream of uh, putting a gigantic fusion plant on the Greenland ice cap, uh, sitting in a pool of the water it's been warming. <laughs> And running superconductor cables to various continents underwater. I like it. Uh, well, remember, you only want to melt the top 78 feet, then we'll be back down to World War II levels. After that, I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, All right, that anything else? Answering. It's just, just throwing it in, it's throwing it in the air. Um... I actually came up with an idea for a, a monomolecular fiber that would work, and it occurred to me that it would be a really bad idea to introduce it. You know, string of, some um, group of kids strings a thread across a highway in the small yeah. hours of the night and starts slicing uh, the tires off cars. Oh. You're not only not the first to think of that, the rest of us have all been copying him. It's, his name oh. is Randall Garrett. He wrote a short story called Thin Edge. A knife oh, with just yeah. a, a, a knife with everything removed but the edge. Hmm. Is is what you mean by one of these threads? I oh, certainly yeah. borrowed from him. Yeah. Um, actually, I figured out if you took acrylic acid and reacted it with cellulose and then reacted the acrylic, um, it would be essentially one molecule. But it might break easily. Uh, it would be combustible. I don't know that it would break. Huh. Wow. You'd have to go everywhere with a blowtorch going. 
uh, or, or a spray can full of Y solution. That'd break break off the acrylic. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, what are some characters that you wrote in the book that you really kind of identified with, or really kind of became attached with? I can identify with Toby, uh, the, the the first male character. Okay. Yeah. He's, um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. He's younger than I am, but uh, but he's not young, and he's got one good thing for going for him, and he's pursuing it. Uh, he's lazy like me. That's as we pick him up at the beginning, before before uh, Matthew ran with him. Okay. And you, Matthew? Matt, uh, my character would be William Connors. This is a guy who spent most of his life crippled, and his interest in Nanotech was curing what was wrong with him. And he figured yeah, out why he's doing that. Cure everybody. This is the guy it, that spent 25 a, years in it's prison? It's a wish-fulfillment fantasy, partly oh, in this yeah. book. Oh, yeah. Wow. I would love to be healthy, too. Here, here. But I'm not really sick. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Now, I'm just old. <laughs> now, uh, probably outlived me. Uh, when does this book uh, come out? I, sorry. Oh, uh, it came out June 25th. So the 25th, okay, so just recently. So it is available now for anyone to pick up at any normal store? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, they, they the tour sent me, a, um, Kelly Quinn at tour sent me a couple copies because my author's copies hadn't arrived, and I immediately signed one and gave it to our neighbor. One of the dedications is to him. Hmm. This is a great my author, guy. My, cop, is... my author copies haven't arrived either. Hmm. Okay, so it's not just that I'm a low man on the totem pole. Uh, well, Is maybe this you the neighbor your dedication went to, Matthew? Yes. Ah, Ron Lauber. Good. This guy is a great guy, and oh, he was pleased. Uh, he, I swear he got three inches taller. <laughs> great. Uh, it's a lovely way to pay off a debt. Yeah, it's about the only way I can. moral debt. Yeah. Oh. Valerie is in not much better shape than I am. She's a lot braver than I am. And uh, Valerie, by the way, is my Valerie Ann Shoemaker, my artist, um, groomer, my faithful European companion, is um, a good deal braver than I am in the uh, support of the household mm-hmm. so far. If word we got from somebody recently um, comes through, I may be the support of the household for a while. Nice. All right. Good. That would be great. Larry, should we tell them about? Should we tell them about that? Or is it just too soon? Larry, I'm I'm here, but what is it? uh, What is it you're you're withholding? What is it you're anticipating? Um, The surprise from. uh, about rights. That oh, was surprised anyway. Yeah. Matthew, uh, this is fairy gold, as I've tried to tell you. Uh, oh, somebody I was interested in movie rights for the, for Goliath Stone. Uh, all we've got is a query. Nothing more. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. On the other well, hand, I mean, I, my, my hair is standing on end because they must have uh, gotten a message out to us the day they read it. So that's my. Uh, that's uh, good for the ego, at least. Mine, Larry, probably doesn't need any help with his. Uh, no, my finances are okay. <laughs> so the the book is out out on bookshelves. You've been able to get your copies and gave it to your neighbor, which made him excited. Uh, is it also available in audiobook or in like ebook yes. formats as well? Yes, Have we done that uh, yet? As a matter of fact, I, I checked that on Amazon a few days ago, and um, the e-books are definitely available. I don't know if the audio books are out yet. Larry, do you know? Uh, I don't know. Okay. 
I don't remember checking that. I think it might be. Uh, I, if, if they are, I doubt they they took my recommendation for the reader. Uh, I was hoping for somebody like John Leguizamo who can do anything at all with his voice. That's uh, actually um, he's probably a little high at, in the price range. <laughs> I've had I'm looking at our. Uh, I'm looking at Audible.com. Okay. It is available on Audible.com. It's narrated by Jeff Woodman. Hmm. Oh. Good. Hurrah. So there you go. It's uh, it's available in all formats. Hurrah. Good. Well, you know, I apologize. We're almost out of time here. Um, now, is there any other pro- up, upcoming projects that you guys have that will be coming out here in, say, the next couple months or... Uh, is there any place where uh, you know maybe a convention or something where our listeners can uh, catch you at or reach out to you? I'd like for, to speak for Shipstar, although it's due out next next January. Uh, uh, Gregory Benford and I have, have been called the dream the the dream team. We've written a two volume novel, of which the first volume was called uh, "The Bowl of Heaven." Uh, the second volume is is out in next January, and it's called Shipstar. It describes a uh, well, an advanced version of a Ringworld. Let us say, uh, Ringworld as if it were built by lots of intelligent beings and was still running. All right. Yeah. Uh, let me see. We've got. Also got, let me see, I've got um, Manx in Wars 14 coming out in December. I got, I think, three stories in there. And then there is Red Tide. That's coming from uh, Ark Manor, Phoenix Peck. And that, those are stories set in the uh, in Larry's Jump Shift universe. The teleportation stories. Do you know those? I hope. Yeah. Okay. And I have written one set in the considerably distant future, and uh, the title of that is Displacement Activity. Hmm. Okay. I'd like to see a copy of that, Matthew. So would I. Me. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, you've, you've seen that. You've read it. Displacement <laughs> Activity? The, the, the one set... Um, oh, did you uh, send it to me already? People. Yeah, you okay. you approved it and sent it on to Greg. Uh, no, to Greg, to Mike Resnick. Ah, yes. Okay. Oh, beg your pardon. Uh, I got confused. Sure. Ah. Uh, oh goodness, how's well, the uh, I never get confused. Who am I talking to? Yeah. Well, I get confused somewhat through through being somewhat deaf. Oh well, I'll see you well, in my, uh, I grew up during disco. You hear interesting conversational gaps when you're deaf. Sometimes they lead the stories. Oh, yeah, there is that. So are you guys going to be at any uh, any conventions anytime soon or doing any signings where uh, our listeners or your readers can uh, come uh, meet you and get something signed? I'm hoping to be a lot of fun this year over Thanksgiving. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I will be, be guest of honor at... Uh, at uh, Damn, I've, I've lost it. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Dragon Con. Dragon Con. It was yes. Dragon Con, wasn't it? Guest of Honor, Dragon Con, uh, which is is competing with with uh, the World Science Fiction Convention. Hmm. And okay. That's a big one. And yeah. I'll be at a convention called Comic Fest, which is being put on by the people who put on Comic Con and watched it grow way out of proportion. Mm. So that's in All San Diego. Right. That's the town of Moto, October 4 through 6, I think. What What city? In San Diego. Ah. Bit of a commute for me. Okay. An annoying uh, driving distance for me, too. Oh, uh, yeah. For you, much worse. Uh-huh. Uh, well, um, first, it's... It's no flying distance at all for me because I won't take planes anymore since the TSA started to bottleneck people 
and I'm just waiting for the day when somebody with a dynamite belt realizes that's the perfect target. Uh, and I don't intend to be there. I take trains. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. Apologize. Uh, we're out of time. Uh, but thanks again for coming on and talking about Glystone. Appreciate your time this evening. Um, oh, and, absolutely. You know, yeah, we'll 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 be you know we'll uh, be in touch to bring you back on when oh. your other uh, books and projects come available. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks. And um, I apologize thank again you. to you both. Oh no, no for, problem for at all. We understand. I, I read the time wrong. Yeah, not a I problem at all. Those things happen. Okay. okay. Well, again, thank you, and have a great night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. And All right. Okay. I, I I don't know if he was starting to say something. I apologize if that got disconnected there at the end. So, um, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, that was uh, authors Matthew Harrington and Larry Niven uh, uh, talking about their new book, The Goliath Stone, which is already out. It was out uh, June 25th. And it's available on all formats, so get it digital, audio, and paper, and uh, book papers. Uh, you know, they do that still, I guess. Yeah. And if you want to pick it up on Amazon, you can always clear out your cookies. Go to our website, com. Click on the Amazon link there, and, of course, purchase it, and it sends a little bit back to us. Uh, if you want to get that book for free... Oh, yeah. That's right. It said free, and in audio form, you can just click on our banner or go to audibletrials.com forward slash Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Sign up for a uh, 30-month free trial, and that book can be yours. 30-day, not 30 months. 30-day, not 30 months. Sorry. (laughs) My bad, people. Yeah, and, you know, after the 30 days, if you cancel, you still get to keep that audio book. It is yours. Really yours. You don't have to pay any more for it, and you can listen to it anytime you'd merrily want to. Yes. So, uh, with that said, uh, do we have any other Deke news? Uh, just a second. Let me take a look over here, what we've got here. Uh, if you've got anything, feel free to talk about it. Um, um, to, like... Uh, I'm trying to find something real quickly as you're looking up too. So sorry about that, internet. That we are not 100% prepared. It's like we weren't. Uh, yeah, it's like this is our off day. It is. Yeah. It's our off day. Uh, come on. And my internet is being slow because uh, we're connecting. So let's see. Do do do. La la. Hurry. Run. Run. Fast. 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 Uh, la la. Well, this is great internet. Yay! Yes, great internet radio for you all to enjoy. Let's see. Uh, Sean Austin is casted in uh, Gumero. I can never say his name. Something Del Toro. What is his name? Gumero Del Toro's The Strain. I'm probably completely messed it up. Uh, Sam Mendez is officially set to direct Bond 24, uh, which is exciting. Uh, the trailer for Saving Mr. Banks, which is uh, starring Tom Hanks and Leah Thompson, is going to be coming out, or the trailer is available now. Uh, for those of you that don't know what this is, it's the story of Walt Disney uh, purchasing the rights for uh, Mary Poppins, uh, which was a very uh, strenuous and difficult process. So uh, Tom Hanks is actually playing Walt Disney in this movie. So it has uh, Tom Hanks, Leah Thompson, not Leah Thompson. uh, Oh, crap. I just botched. The name is uh, Leah Thompson, excuse me. Uh, Colin Firth is in it. Emma Thompson, not Leah. Man, I messed that one up. Uh, Tom Hanks, Emma Thompson, Colin Firth, and... uh, Several other people. So um, it was very difficult uh, for Walt Disney to acquire the rights for this movie. Uh, And even after that, she did not like the animated scenes in the movie, so she refused to sell Walt Disney any of her her further stories. But uh, Mr. Banks is actually based on her – the character is based on her father. So um, really interesting and could be a, a good show. 
All right. Well, I got a little bit of something here. So right. Steam, the wonderful people of Steam, are, uh, have started their summer sale. So today, nice. which is the 11th, happy 7-11 day, day to everybody, uh, you can get yourself Bioshock Infinite. Just came out for a scant thirty dollars. Uh, let's see here. They got Call of Juarez Gunslinger for a whopping ten. Uh, Defiance, which is also uh, supposed to be linked in with the uh, sci-fi series that just started out at the same time, it is, can be yours for the low, low price of thirteen fifty-nine. And if you want to pick up, you know, a little zombie game that uh, you know a few people liked, it's uh, you know Left for Dead Two. That could be yours for five dollars. Uh, among wow. many, many, many others, uh, the, like right now, the flash sale, which still has eight hours left, as of six fifty Mountain Standard Time, uh, can be yours, which has all the DLC already preloaded on it for thirty five ninety nine. That's actually kind of insane. So yeah, right now is your time to go check out uh, Steam and all of its wonderful uh, sales. Huh. Well. I- well, uh, anyway, there is a, a couple other quick uh, story news uh, before we completely wrap up. Uh, so, Summer Glau, who uh, is known for playing River uh, in the Firefly, is actually been cast to play a major role in season two of The Arrow. So she'll be playing uh, kind of a an individual that comes in to try to purchase out Queen Consolidated. So she's gonna. She's going to be playing opposite, you know, of um, Oliver Queen. So it'll be very interesting to see how she plays in that character. So, and then of course, Vin Diesel is in talks uh, about playing a future Marvel character, and it's they're being pretty hush hushed about it. So we'll have to see uh, what happens. All right. Yep. So uh, with that said, I think uh, we've got pretty much everything covered. We'll be back Monday. Uh, talking to Mike Underwood and Celebromancy. Yes, be ever so excited for that one. And if you have not read Geekomancy, read it. I will. I strongly recommend it. That's a great book. And uh, you know, drink any time you see or read a pop culture reference because there are many. <laughs> nice. All right. With that said, uh, we're going to close up the show and. Uh, we will have to uh, return. All right, this uh, this uh, this boss has been beat, and uh, see here, what do we got here going? Hey, baby, let me hack your kernel internet. Okay. Well, anyways, as always, get more from your games. This is Dungeon Crawls Radio. We'll catch you next Monday. Should I have gone with you auto complete me? <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool. All right, that would have been better. Sorry, All internet. Right. We'll be back. Bye.